back to the direction is progression. It has been some time, but I'm back and I have things to say, things to talk about, things to share. It's been um, since January since I posted anything on this. Just been focused on some other things, growing, learning, and I'm sure I will share the stories as they come. Um, so we're going to start off with a little bit of a grounding in the area that you are at, in the area that I am at too. Five things that you see, five things that I see. Okay, I see my guitar. Well, I see the guitar case. I see a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, Conquer. And I look at that and conquer your fears. I think that's something that when I look at that, Arnold Schwarzenegger, again, spoken into existence. I believe in triggering your mind to see things in your environment that remind you of your purpose and your path. And that's something that's one of those right there. Uh, I see in front of me uh, da, 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 a poster of a wolf. It's blue. Be a good wolf. Mm -hmm. What that means. What is that? Three. I see the trees outside and I see my bike Betty behind me, which has been such a blessing to me uh, for my physical fitness at home. Four things that I feel. Okay, I feel the chair that I'm in. It's a blue chair, computer chair. It rotates. I feel the floor, uh, padded floor. I'm in my gym room upstairs. What else? I feel the pen that I'm holding because I have to be playing the, the drums every time I do one of these things. I need another pen and one other thing. I'm feeling my hair. Oh, yes. Mind you, listeners, since you haven't heard from me in eight months, my hair has gotten the longest it's ever been, and I'm letting it go. I'm letting it grow. Three things that I hear. I hear birds outside. I hear the creaking of this chair. And I hear my, my alarm clock ticking in the other room. Three, two things that I smell. I smell the remnants of the avocado I just ate and the candle that I have no clue what it is, but it's blue. Maybe it's, maybe it's ocean. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of smells like clean. Um, like detergent. Anyway, one thing that I taste, the avocado that I just ate. Boom. So now that we're grounded into where we are and we're kind of settled into the talk, let's take a deep breath in. Hold that breath. Let it go. Let's take another deep breath in. And let it go. One more. Very good. Very good. So, today is October 5th, 2020. The time is 524. And I'm going to start, well, I've already started, but I want to talk about a, a quote that came across my phone today. 
Now, I was talking earlier about I, I like to place things in the space that I'm in uh, to trigger my mind into to good behavior. Like, fuck, I have staying it tattooed on me. I have be good tattooed on my hands to remind me to at least look at it and be like, oh, fuck, what the fuck does it mean to be good? Josh, you weren't being good. You haven't been being good. And, um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I have a motivational app that sends me things, it sends me motivational quotes or uh, just things, thoughts to think of that someone else said. Some of them, I, not all of them I agree with, but the ones I do really provoke my minds and the ones I don't sometimes just trigger things in me and, and growth happens, you know? Uh, I think that's very important to stimulate your mind consistently with ideas and regulate what works for you. But uh, I came across this one this morning by George Bernard Shaw. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. So let's think about that. Progress is impossible without change. And for me, I'm not trying to solve all the problems of the world. <laughs> Most of it is trying to figure out the shortcomings of myself to better uh, my life and the, and the people around me. I, I truly believe that bettering yourself not only is beneficial for to you, but it is to everyone around you. And I've witnessed this. I've witnessed this as I progress and it doesn't necessarily, progression can be, is subjective to the individual. So stop measuring yourself on other people's accomplishments. That's one thing that I certainly have learned is to, is to, to not do that. You measure based on yours okay so wherever you think you need to pro progress let's look at it shine a light there it might be difficult to look at those things because it's it's hard sometimes to think you're not the fucking best thing that ever fucking happened right <laughs> um or that you could be wrong or could it could be painful there's an array of emotions and attachments that could be put to the put to why you don't want to look at the things that you need to look at um, but without doing that, without the, ch the change that comes from doing that, progress is impossible. And um, for myself, I find that to be extremely true. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. You know, we perceive these things at the, at the level of our perception. <laughs> Dude, you sound real smart. But I mean, based off of where you've been, how you... What has happened to you? And it can be hard to change your mind if you have adopted mentalities that have served you. So, for example, it was difficult for me to get out of a victim mindset. If, if you don't know my story, I have been, I had experienced a lot of loss at a young age. Dad, suicide, mom, uh, complications uh, with her health died. 
uh, shortly after. Um, death of grandparents, death of aunt, death of uh, other grandparents, death of best, best friend by suicide. A lot of loss, a lot of tragedy. And it was difficult at that time in my life to not feel like such a victim. That why me? Oh my God, this happened again, again. What? What? And I fed it. I fed into it. I lived in it. Because a victim mentality can kind of get you. Like you can, you can get by on a victim mentality sometimes, for the most part. But at the end of the day, when do you... When does it not serve you? Like when, when is it you're not a victim anymore? You're just, you're, you're the victim of being a victim, you know, stop, stop the victim. And it took, it took a, a long time and a lot of hard trials for me to understand this because it wasn't as if you wake up and be like, I want to be a victim. I don't think, ugh, I don't think many people want to do that. I see the, the, the the world as it is though and I think some people are just blind to it um, blind to thinking that but anyway for me uh, it was easy to live in that because it just you get accustomed to the pain sometimes and you get accustomed to this me against the world mentality where it certainly is a self self-sabotaging self-fulfilling loop prophecy that if you're victim and you're Everything is happening to you. That's what you're going to attract. And then you're going to cultivate that, that like dark being, um, anxiety, always looking and being defensive. And yeah, you're, you're going to keep that and it's going to attract a lot of, of unwanted things and you're not going to get forward shit. Like progress, progress will be impeded because you'll, the loop is is justified because you are always on the defense looking for ways of injustice and if you're smart you can make a pretty good argument but but <laughs> um without the change without the change and this is wow without the change that you you actually realize that the world isn't happening to you, that you're part of the world and that these things may happen, but you are responsible for how you respond. Now, you might not be ready to respond in the right way. You might not be capable. Um, you know, losing your father at 18, suicide. There's a lot of things that as an 18 year old boy that I couldn't, I couldn't understand. I was angry as fuck you know, and handled things maybe not not the right way. Drugs, alcohol, girls, partying, reckless driving, like didn't care, escapism. And that was consistent throughout the deaths, you know. As I got older, as I am older, I, re I realized like the world owes you no favors, brother. You are in control and you're in control of everything and I don't mean that in the way like um, you're the, you're a monster in control no you're you're in control of how you act 
how you respond, how you handle things. Now, how do you get there? How do you get to be more in control? Well, you got to take care of yourself. And at that point in my life, when I was not changing, I was not taking care of myself. I, uh, or at least the limbo between working out and drinking my face off every night. I guess I hit a nice balance because I was still functioning and, and, you know, doing that now. Oh my God, like just that. Yeah. You know, I don't drink much anymore. I do, I do like to drink, but uh, I don't drink as much at all anymore. But I, rem- I know if I do tie one on, I cannot recover like I used to. No, no, no. And that's another reason why I don't do it. But, uh, man, we went on some ta- the, the tangents there. And that's, what, that's exactly what I, what I like about these um, these talks, you know, so, okay, back to progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their mind cannot change anything. So hold on. I gotta, uh, I gotta piss real bad. I've been, I've been drinking a lot of of water. Um, trying to do two, two gallons a day, but BRB. All right, I'm back. Thanks for, thanks for chilling. Um, even though this is going to be cut and edited and probably felt like I was gone for a second, but I was actually gone for like a minute. Anyway, uh, we're back. So back to this quote, progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Now I talk about being a victim and changing that mindset, but I'm also wanting to talk about changing the mind from self doubt. So a lot of a lot, I flirt a lot with wanting to be speaking my mind, saying my things, and then, oh shit, what I'm saying is irrelevant, it's stupid, blah, 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 you're not, you're not worthy enough, you're not, you're not as good as you think you are, when <laughs> that will steal fucking everything from, from you. It, it, self-doubt is a delayer, and I am done delaying. You know, think about how, how many times, how many times in your life that you didn't go for something or do something you wanted to, you wanted to say that thing, you want to do that, but you didn't do it because you, you doubted yourself. Fucking blink. <laughs> if it's true, if it's, if you can remember a time and you know, I can speak on that cause that's, that's been, that's been my experience. A lot. Not not posting things or not sharing or not going forward or not doing doing what I said I was gonna do. But it delays. Because you know you can. You know you fucking can. But action completes the magic. And that's such a truth, true, true statement. Action, massive action. A lot of the, the wellness coaches and the people who, who coach people talk about action. I get down with that 100. If you're too in your head, you'll never fucking move. It's like the first step is the motherfucking hardest. But it's the one that fucking gets the ball going. And then you just take another one. And another one. 
And where do you know to go? How, how, how do you, where do you go? I, I say follow truth. Follow truth. And what's truth? Well, your truth, the truth. <sighs> Yesterday, and we'll get back to truth, but I want to show a little thing about it, a story about intuition and following the truth that's, that's inside each and every one of you, one of us. My car, well, for those of you who don't know, I'd lost my license for a year from a DUI in 2015. Turned myself into the police. It was a whole thing. I went to jail. It was fucking rad. Like, that's a whole nother podcast. I'm going to explain a book that came to me in jail. Synchronicities abound. But uh, anyway, I've been able to have my car or drive my car for a while. Now, procrastination, self-doubt, things like that have inhibited me from moving forward onto it, on it until recently. So, my vehicle Sorry, I lost my thought there for a second. Okay, so uh, back to the car. Um, anyway, I've been starting taking care of it, getting the things done that need to be done. I should be back on the road within three weeks. God willing, thank you. But anyway, um, I want to go to church yesterday. And I've been feeling that I need to get back there. I've been visiting other churches and just watching on TV, but I miss my church family. And so... I set up an Uber to come pick me up. Well, that time comes and go, no Uber, no Uber, then I'm starting to search, no Uber, no Uber. I was getting very frustrated and feeling, feeling very guilty that I had set up a, set up a ride a different way. Um, so then I just ended it. I was like, all right, it's, it's gonna be late now, even if they get here, so you're not gonna make it to church. So I was like, kind of bummed. But something inside said, go to the river, Josh go to the river. And I was like, ah, man, you know, you haven't ran in a while. And, and I haven't, like I had another thing that has bummed me out is like, I'm, I'm recovering from an injury, still recovering, building my leg up knee injury. I was riding my bike back in March, my bicycle. And a woman had pulled out in front of me with her car from her driveway. And it just took me by surprise because I did not think, uh, I thought she saw me, you know, and I wasn't really paying, I mean, I was paying attention, but anyway, it was very unexpected. So I reacted a little haphazardly, slid, flipped, smashed my knee right onto, right onto my knee onto the pavement. And initially it felt okay. Uh, I continued riding my bike. I was like, man, that really hurt. Well, the months preceding, it just got worse and worse and worse and to the point where I could barely walk. I, <laughs> I, went to, I went to the doctors and got some exercises and I've been rehabbing and it has finally got to the point where I felt confident enough to go on the run. It's about, uh, I would say, a mile and a half, mile and, mile and a 
three quarters, a mile and three quarters to the water from my house. And like I said, something was just like, go to the water, run, test, test your leg, but be smart, motherfucker. Because I have a tendency to just push through pain sometimes and uh, just fuck up, you know, not, not pay attention. So I decided to, to go and I'm running. And along the way, I was, I was feeling like I was filled with a bunch of gratitude just for the fact that, hey, man, you're, you're, you, you get to be outdoors right now. You're running. Look at the water. That's beautiful. There's a bunch of animals here, ducks flying, birds of all kinds. It was, it was beautiful. And the sun was coming up. And uh, right now, actually, it's, it's awesome. I wish you guys could see the sun is, is shining right through my window, right, uh, right into where I'm sitting. It's a beautiful sight right now. Thank you, God, for that. Uh, just keep going. Strength, hope, and love. It's a board my sister had made for me for my birthday last year. But anyway, um, so I'm running, and I'm starting to, f- to, to check in with my knee a little bit more. See where the weakness is, where, where it is pulling, maybe where the pain is. And it was a good awareness that I am becoming more conscious of my running. And I think that's important because if you're the mechanics of, of your body, if you can do it in a more efficient way, which prolongs you know, longevity and less harm, less impact, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the more your body can go, the longer it can last, just like with anything, right? You know, take care of a car, feed it right, fix it right, do it right, all that. Same with the human body. Um, but also take care and stretch and, and things like that. So <laughs> I'm running, felt, felt good, listening to some good music. And on the way down the path, I, I see this, this truck and I can see a guy sitting in it. But I really couldn't see in because there was a glare and I was like, I was in it, I was running, you know. So I waved and I just kept going. I come to the water. And I'm like, here we are. Here we are again. <laughs> because normally, or usually, when, when I started going to this water, it was after like feats of, of whatever. The first time I was there, when I, I went in there, was on my mom's anniversary last year. I did a five-mile run for her up hogback, back down, and something was telling me, go in that water. So it's this very spiritual place for me. And, you know, I'm getting stripped down. I go, I go in, set up the camera because I want to record it. I go in and it's not, it's not as cold as it usually is. Usually it's, it's fucking freezing, but it's, it, it was good. And I sat down in there and I would say it was probably about 50 degrees. And I let the water rush over me. As I said, the Our Father prayer. And I felt it. I felt in the moment. The coldness was, was, it was gone. I was there and I was, I was talking to God. And I was, I was being in tune with myself and my path and my truth and my, my purpose. I was checking in with myself. I was letting go. I finished the prayer. Literally blessed myself. 
And you see on the video, if you check out my Instagram, like I posted it on my Facebook. Is that you? Someone calls. And I turn and I immediately say, it's me. And that's, that's relevant <laughs> because I was, in, I was centered. I'm centered. I'm back. I'm there. Become in tune with myself, healing. And I got up and it was my, it was my high school football coach, Phil DeMarco, Wimber Ramblers. I was so happy to see that man. He, he was such a, he was the man. He was the best football coach I've ever had. And I've had quite a few football coaches. I remember being in the fucking locker room, ready to go to fucking war for this man. Crying. Ready. And here he is. He's seen me going like, he's like, Phil, his son, told me you were doing this shit. And we just laughed and laughed. And I was like telling him the benefits of cold water and slowing your heart rate down and decreasing anxiety and, and, and improving. And he was like, that's great. It, it, was, it was truly a blessing. It was a blessing. We talked about family. We talked about inspiration. And we talked about nature. It was, it was so, it was one of those moments that fills your heart. You know? And I, I, was, I was so thankful for that moment. And he left. We shook hands. He said he loved me. I said he loved him too. I love you too. And I was so thankful to God at that moment. I was just like, Wow. This is where I needed to be today. This is what I needed. This is, this is exactly where I needed to be at this moment. From that pooling on my couch where I'm like so stressed out, not being able to get to church, feeling guilty, feeling shitty about it. I found church in that water. With that interaction. I saw God yesterday morning. And it was beautiful. So it goes to <laughs> seeking truth. And that, that, whatever that feeling is at the pit of your stomach or whatever, the intuition, whatever, call it, you know what it is, you know what's right, follow that. Follow it. It usually takes you to people, places, and things that need you or, they, or you need them. Follow truth. Follow truth. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to this like little recap, recap episode where I'm back. And I want to start talking about a lot of things that I've been learning these past couple months and things that I'm into right now for mind, body, spirit. And as always, the direction is progression. As small as it is. Check in with yourself. Start cultivating that awareness. You can do it. You can do it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back. I am back. God bless you.